What makes a great leader great? How do we create a high-performing team? And when we say leader, we mean everyone, because everyone is leading their own life. Will yours be a life by design or a life by default? Those are the big questions, and this podcast will answer them. Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast, where we help you apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders, because great leaders will produce great results. All right, welcome back to our Becoming Your Best podcast listeners. This is Rob Schallenberger here. And this is going to be an awesome podcast. You know, there's one of those, two of those every once in a while that you come on that you just say, this is going to be amazing. Well, this is going to be one of those podcasts. So we have with us today, actually sitting here in our office together, is James the Iron Cowboy Lawrence. (laughs) (laughs) And just a little background on him, and then we'll get into this, and I'll let him do most of the talking, because really, truly an amazing person, world record holder, 50 Ironmans in 50 states in 50 days. Who do you know in the world that's done that? (laughs) He's the one, the myth and the legend. And so obviously so much wisdom and insight that he'll have to offer us today. And and as we get into this, it'll be fun because most of our listeners are familiar with the 12 principles. You know, these are high performance habits and principles that are very predictive of success. And James and I were just talking for a few minutes before we started and interesting to see how many of these principles he's been focusing on. And of course, he's become a champion because of that. And so I'm excited to have you here, James. Welcome. Awesome. Thanks, Rob. We have probably the best view in the world. I've, in the last two years, I've, I've traveled through 48 countries. And every time I fly back over these Utah mountains, I'm like, yes, this is, this is unbelievable. And we're sitting in your office and just a killer view. So don't take that, don't take that for granted. <laughs> yeah. No one can really see this right now, but we have a little bit of snow-capped peaks right now, yeah. a blue sky background. And about 35 degrees outside, which is just perfect. It is perfect, beautiful. Well, let's get into this, James. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your background and and who you are and your story, and then get into some of these lessons learned that you've learned through your journey and how it might apply to them. Yeah, the the, the quick version, I guess, is so I, I grew up in Canada, Calgary, Alberta, and just the winters were just got so cold. Once I moved out of Canada and came to, to Utah, I was like, man, how, why do people live there? We just, we just didn't know any better. But I, I, came, I came to Utah to visit a friend uh, and met my wife here in, in, in Utah. We've got five kids and next month we're celebrating our 18th anniversary. But I grew up a, I grew up a wrestler and, and I believe that was the, the beginning foundations of, of my mental training or, or mental journey. It's a tough sport. Yeah, I don't know any sport that's tougher than wrestling. Yeah, it's, it's tough both physically and mentally and you have to train anaerobic and be explosive and, and just the other guy's trying to kill you. And so it's, a, it's pretty in, intense and, you know, it's, the sports evolved a ton and there's MMA and all the mixed martial and it's just, it's just evolved and become so sophisticated. So I'm, I'm, a huge, I'm a huge fan of the fight game and I watch it and analyze those, those top level athletes. They're pretty remarkable. But about 12 years ago, my wife and I got into, into running together. You know, I was a two to three time a week gym guy just trying to maintain some fitness and starting a small family and got a couple kids and she's like, Hey, let's, let's go do this four mile fun run. And I'm like four miles. I'm like, I wasn't used to the, the mile system yet. I'm like, ah, it's probably doable. And I just hated it. My wife, you know, I had a bad experience. My wife told me I was pathetic. All, all these things happened. And she's like, you know what? You're, I'm signing you up for the Salt Lake city marathon. It's in five months. Figure it out. Kind of, kind of thing. And I was like, oh, okay, sweet. If four miles sucked, 26 has got to be awesome. <laughs> Suffered through that, just hated it. But then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm going to let, not let this thing beat me or define me. And I'm going to figure out a way how to become a runner. My knees were swollen and hurt and 
most people at this juncture go, I, I can't run, I have bad knees. And I've since learned that you have bad knees because you don't run. You have to, tr your body has to adapt a little bit and be used to that activity. It's like the first time you go doing a workout and do some squats, you can't sit down on the toilet the next day, right? Your <laughs> legs are sore. You haven't adapted. You haven't built those muscles and that structure. So didn't love running and I had a friend who was doing sprint triathlons and, and introduced me to the sport. Instantly fell in love with it. The variety, the, the community, the, the difference, trying to become efficient and, and competitive, three different elements of it. And then quickly realize there's the nutrition element of it. Then there's the recovery element. There's the, so there's so many facets to, to the, to triathlon racing. That's just not one dimension. I mean, to become top level, you have to master many disciplines and then many more disciplines outside those, those top three thread, right? The swim, bike, run. And so I just, I love the challenge. I love the community. Uh, I love the, the camaraderie that, that, that there was when we started. Just over, over the last 12 years, I just I kept showing up and, and learning and realized that the, the power of the mind and the body are incredible. And if you give it the right tools and enough time and patience, and I say a lot that the secret to success is doing a lot of little things consistently over a long period of time. Yes, man, couldn't agree more. And, and, and to become a master at the basics... <clears throat> I say, I, I say from stage, a high tolerance for monotony is a decidedly underrated superpower. <laughs> and, and because when, when things become the toughest, they should become the easiest because we've mastered those basics. When we're backed into a corner, we're beat up and we don't know how to do it. That first step is just the basics, right? And that, that's how you get going. We've all heard motion creates emotion. And I, I, do, I do a bit in my presentation when I found my breaking point in, in the 50 Ironmans that we did to where it's... Can I be perfect for one second? Can I move and be perfect, execute for one second? And the answer is yes. I don't care who you are or how bad the depth of your pain and suffering is. One second. Can you be perfect? And then you build on that. The hardest thing to do is the first second, right? And then, and then it's a process from there. Talk about, yeah, that's interesting you brought that up, the mindset and the power of the mind. So one of our opening slides in a keynote, whatever we do in a seminar is becoming your best. And then it says mindset plus skill set. And we talked about mindset a little bit in the beginning. I mean, a person could have all the skill set in the world, right? But if we don't have the right mindset, and I can't think of very many things in the world that would test a person's mindset more than like an Iron Man, sure. let alone doing 50, 50, 50. Right. So talk a little bit from your perspective about mindset. Yeah. I mean, you can only get so physically fit. You can only get, you know, ready to a certain, certain degree. And at some point in time, on any journey you're on, your mind has to take over. And it's interesting. One of the biggest questions I get is, how amazing was that the sleep you got on the 51st day? Like, how, how was that? <laughs> and I was like, well, it, it wasn't great. And the reality was, is your mind takes over. And when my mind and my body were in sync, and there's a lot more that goes in, into this statement, but the last, my last 20 Ironmans were the fastest of all 50. Hmm. And it's because I pushed and evolved and adapt to the point. And I also realized what my purpose was and my passion and all those things. But they're, they're, my, they're my 50. But when, when the mind and the body come into sync with each other, day 51, your, your mind's still telling your body that I'm going to get up and do an Ironman. It doesn't know the difference yet, right? Because it's, it's, it's in the mode of, he's doing an Ironman tomorrow. I have to get him ready. And so that 50th night, you know, my body's busy trying to repair and get ready for an Ironman tomorrow. And then it realized, oh, he didn't, he didn't do one today. And then, oh, wait, he didn't do it. Maybe he's done. And then now that mind... Let's go. And it now lets you feel everything hmm. that it was masking, 
for you. Right. And now that now the real journey starts of figuring out how to recover because the mind was so powerful and was allowing you to, to do these things or not allowing you, but hiding from you what, what you're actually doing. And so that, that's, that really showcases the power of the mind. And just, just cause you, you wake up and you think you're going to get rest. That's when the, the next phase of your journey begins. But the mind is so powerful. It, it was, a, it was a shock two or three days after I, I finished the, the mind went, you are done now. Now I'm going to let you feel <laughs> everything that I've, I've had the power to hide from you. That is interesting, isn't it? I love the words that you used when your mind and your body were in sync with each other. Yeah. Talking about that. Well, let's go back to the beginning of this journey. So 50 Ironmans, 50 days, 50 states. Yeah, let, let's, let's define an Ironman. Yeah, exactly. So let's define Ironman. an Ironman, yeah. talk about what that is, yeah. and then how this journey evolved. Yeah. So Ironman is a brand. They get really, really touchy. It's actually a long distance triathlon. Iron Man would be like a Kleenex. It's not a tissue. It's a Kleenex, right? I mean, they're they're going to lose the battle one day as far as it being common do domain. But a long distance triathlon or an, or an Iron Man is a 2.4 mile swim, 3.8 kilometers. It is a 112 mile bike ride or 180 kilometers. And then a 26.2 mile marathon run, full marathon, which is 42 kilometers. And that totals 140.6 miles or 220 kilometers. So I can just tell right now that anyone who's listening to this podcast, their jaws probably dropping because they're saying, wait a second, that in and of itself would be <laughs> yeah. a yeah, Herculean a, effort just it, to do that. Yeah. The, it's a single day event. It's considered the, the, the toughest single sporting, single sporting event day in, in sports. You have up to 17 hours to complete it. The, the professionals at the highest levels are coming in right, right around eight hours. And so you got to think zone three, four effort for eight solid hours. I mean, it, it breaks people down. People train years to do a single Ironman. Less than 1% of the population does a, a marathon and it's like 0.01% of the population that does, does an Ironman. So it's humbling to be in rare air to be oh, done. The discipline, the plan, the yeah. training, the vision that has to be there just to accomplish one yeah. Ironman. I mean, a close friend of ours, a doctor in Heber city where I live, yeah. we watched him train just for one. He went out to Kona, I believe out in Hawaii and he's done a couple throughout his life, but man, to watch the training just for the one event, like yeah. you said. Yeah, it's intense. Let alone 50. So yeah, let's talk about your journey. Now that we've defined that, how did this come about? That obviously doesn't just happen overnight. You know, the journey started 12 years ago. And so, and I, 12 years ago, there's no way I was, it wasn't even on the radar to do an A Ironman, let alone 50. In 2010, I was raising money for a charity in our own quiet way. It was my father-in-law's charity and we, they were building dams in Africa. Hmm. And I was like, oh, I want to, I, I want to help. I want to, I want to do something. And I'm like, how can I combine triathlon and fundraising? And it was when, when doing sport and fundraising was becoming popular and you, you'd get donations or pledges to do an event or a certain amount of miles. I remember doing it in like elementary school. You'd, hey, 50 cents for every lap that I do. Right. <laughs> and it goes to the school. Well, I was like, well, I wonder if I can get donations and I'll do as many half Ironmans as I can in a year. And about halfway through that year, I was like, you know what? I wonder if there's a, if there's a record. Hmm. And so we got in, co in contact with Guinness, ended up breaking that world record. And then I was like, wait a second. I don't want to be the half Ironman world record holder. <laughs> well, what's the record for the full Ironmans? Can we raise some more money there too? And so I, I, I did some research and found out that there was, it was 20 full Ironmans in, around the world. And then I said, okay, I don't, I don't want to just do 21. I want to, I want to set a new standard. And I went and did 30 full Ironmans through 11 countries that year. Yeah, second world record. And both of those, by the way, have been broken, which is awesome. That's the whole point of why I do these types of things is to motivate people to, yeah. to believe in themselves. Resets and, their mindset of what's possible. It resets their mindset. It's, it's crazy. 
And then I was sitting there at the end of the, at the, the, end of the year where we did 30. Hardest thing I'd ever done to the, that point. But I looked back and I went, you know what? It really wasn't that hard. And because of the way that the, the mind, when you're doing something, it's hard. But now you have that experience and that growth. And what was once hard is no longer because of, you know, life experience. And so I looked back in it and I went, that was tough. But I didn't reach my mental and physical limits. And then I was like, what do I do? Hmm. Who am I when I reach that limit? Like, do I, do I quit or do I figure it out? And I was like, I, w- I want to know. I want to know what I do. And so I was like, what's the hardest thing? And I, and I just think it's fascinating right here just to pause that you're asking yourself the questions about what you're really capable of. For sure. And it's these questions that are starting to plant the seed for this vision that emerges. Yeah. So what would happen if we never asked the questions when you just said, you know what, that was awesome. That was good. Yeah. So just ironic that you're asking yourself these questions. And I just introspectively hope that all of us are asking questions that say, well, what's it, next for us? Right at the end of my keynote, I say, hey, I had a unique opportunity to have 50 really long conversations with myself <laughs> on the bike, right? Those, those, are, those are moments where you're by yourself and it's a moment to reflect. And I, and I go through a series of questions. Who am I? Who do I want to be? What type of father? What type of spouse? You know, and it's, it's those reflective questions. And one of the questions I asked, I, I say, do you know what your fears are? And are you willing to face them? Hmm. And, and I mean, most people, their, their fears paralyze us. Uh, but, and we've also all heard the best version of views on the other side of your fears. And so, you know, I had that moment. I was in race 27 of 30. And I was like, that was tough, but I want to know what I would do. Dean Carnassus is a, a pioneer in our sport in ultra running. And he did long time ago. And many people have followed in his footsteps, but he's the most famous because he did it first. And he did 50 marathons in 50 days in 50 states and, and just blew people's minds and, and what was possible and whatnot. And, and my whole career has been doing things with Ironmans. I, I saw a shirt one, one day and it said, oh, you've done a marathon. That's cute. And then it said 140.6, right? And so I was like, oh, he did it with marathons. That's cute. <laughs> just to myself, jokingly. I've actually never said that publicly. So. No, 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 no offense to anybody. Uh, marathon is very, very hard. And Dean is a total stud. Um, and I've had conversations with him and we're friends. But I thought, what would, we, what, would, what would happen if I did that with an Ironman? And I made the announcement and I was super excited because I had just come off the 30 and I was, my experience and perception and perspective was different. And then I was just shocked. Backlash, the negativity that just like flooded, hmm. flooded in on social media and friends and family. They're like, that's stupid, can't be done. Really? Sat down with doctors like, you're going to die. And I'm like, sweet. <laughs> not talking to doctors anymore. <laughs> That's interesting that you get that much negative backlash for that vision. Well, it's because, again, it's perception. It's, it's where you are on your journey. And, and being three years removed from the 50, and my focus has been somewhere else, and, and I'm still in shape, but I'm not at that level of fitness that I was at. And I've been focusing on helping people get unstuck. So we've been traveling the world and speaking, and I've got the book and the documentary and working on a movie. And it just takes a ton of time and work and effort. And so my fitness has lagged from that level that I was at. And if somebody said to me, let's say, I'd, let's say I'd never done the 50, the 30 and whatever. And someone said to me right now, I'm going to go do 50 Ironmans in 50 days. I'd be like, that's stupid. You can't do it. It's not, like, <laughs> that's, that's not even possible. Because for me to go up in these mountains and do a 10 mile run, I'm like, whoo, that was <laughs> yeah. some work, son. Like, like that, that's challenging. Like for some, like for me to get in the water right now and swim, swim two and a half miles, I'd be like, no, like <laughs> hard pass. Like you lose fitness quick. Yeah, for and sure. So it's it's always perception, and and that's why you got to be you know careful on who you judge and what they're doing because 
you don't know their life experience. You don't know how great they are at something or how poor or where they are on their journey. And so, yeah, we just have to trust in people and, and hope they know what they're talking about. And at the time, I knew what I was talking about. Um, I was the only one in the world that had done that, that amount, that level, that intensity. I went into it half naive, which is always a blessing, not, <laughs> not knowing what the journey is going to look like, right? And then just with a ton of confidence, a little bit of swagger because of what we did. And I just, I, for two and a half years, I just attacked this, this concept. My vision was so strong. And I just started putting, slowly putting the pieces together. And trust me, I had no clue how we were going to do it. Like, no idea. I just knew there, there was going to be a way and we were going to figure it out. And I slowly just started to put pieces of the puzzle together. And then even when we, even when we started, we got on the plane to go to Hawaii, took my family out there for 10 days, and we set up camp. Even on the way out, we didn't have all the pieces in place. I still, I still didn't know how we were going to do it. And just to go back, you said, so that that's not lost on people, two and a half years yeah. of planning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, we, we talked a little bit about this beforehand, but I see a lot of people, because I've, you know, people contact me with goals and, and they want help and, and different things. And they contact me and they're like, Hey, what do you think of this goal? How can I accomplish it? What do I need to have in place? And the first thing I always send back is what, what's the time frame? What, when are you looking to, to accomplish this? Like in three months. And I'm like, bro, chill for a second. Like you have to give the goal the respect that it deserves. And it's typically is a time frame, and it's a great goal. Like the 50, 50, 10 years ago would have been a great goal for when I did it. Not, not for back then. I mean, and, and I couldn't even conceptualize it back then, but yeah, to give it the, the respect that it, that it deserves. But here, here's my thing on planning. And I know it's one of the, the, the principles that you guys talk about and you have to have a plan and, and you do and, but then there's, there's going to be a point where you can plan your way to a failure and, yes. and you just eventually have to just start doing it because you can't plan for everything. Yes. And, and I've seen a lot of people fail because they're too rigid with the plan on how they're going to get there. And they're not willing to flex and bend and change with the seasons or individuals or circumstances. And so we, we had as much of a plan as we thought we would be successful with. And then at some point in time, like I, I could literally still be planning the perfect 50 today <laughs> because there's just so many unknowns and whatnot. So we had a, paralysis by analysis. Exactly. Yeah. You could just continually break it down. And that, and that, that there's a thing where it's like fear. I'm, I'm scared to start. Do I have the perfect plan? Am I going to fail? At some point in time, you got, you got to take a step back and go, okay, I believe my team. I, I have a plan. My framework is solid. And there's just some details I'm not 100% sure at. And it's because there's things that you don't know they're going to happen because of things and experiences that you have during there and growth that happens. I mean, the, the growth that we had during 50 days was, was something we, you don't know what, where you're going to end up or what it's going to look like, who you're going to run into what experience they can offer, what expertise they can offer, what holes and gaps they can, they can fill for us. Like, for example, I just saw one of your Instagram posts and some guy in Florida, I think it was, running with an umbrella over your head to keep yeah. you out of the sun. Yeah, absolutely. How do you ever plan for you, random umbrella guy? Random umbrella guy or the guy that, that shows up and, and he has a hamburger and, and sweet potato fries for you. <laughs> and you're just like, sweet, that's awesome, thanks. Yeah, you, you just can't plan for things like that. And we didn't plan to hit a deer in the middle of the night and take out our generator and not have air conditioning and a place to have food. That wasn't in our plan. I didn't plan to crash on day 18. I didn't, I didn't plan, you know, you don't plan those things. Hurricane Bill, what? That wasn't in my game. That wasn't in my game plan for three days. You know, losing all of my, my toes and having the nerve endings exposed. I thought we'd have, we'd have pain, but nerve endings exposed. Hmm. Like that's something I, I didn't, I didn't expect that or know how to deal with that. So we had to, we had to shift and evolve and, make adjustments and had we been so rigid i mean we would have day number one we're pulled over by the police 
in Hawaii in the middle of the night and said, hey, you can't be on this road. Hmm. Huh. Okay. That would have been a perfect opportunity to go, yeah, let's go back to the drawing board. Let's reset, go back to the drawing board. And I was like, no, we've got to figure this out. We're allowed to be here. Let's communicate at a high level, figure this out and keep going. I also say from, from, from on stage, if you're, if you're tired of starting over, stop giving up. Right? We had a, we yeah, had a, that's we, a great saying. We had a unique opportunity every single day to, to quit and give up and go back to that drawing board, right? Instead, we developed persistence and resilience. Right? So this is a good segue, and I can't believe we've been going for 20 minutes already. What are a couple- Begal of- day. What are, <laughs> buckle, buckle down, people. What are a couple of your biggest lessons learned through this entire process? I mean, you look back and you say, you're in the zone, your mind and your body were in sync, you know, you're focused, you're going after your vision, you're executing the plan, you're pivoting where necessary. With all of this that you did along the way, what were some of your biggest lessons learned? Yeah, and it's something, it's, something, it's truth. And it's something my, my mother always said to me is, is, James, 10% of life is what happens to you. 90% is how you choose to react to it. And it was, it was just such a, such a truth for me out on the 50 and the journey that we've been on is where are you putting your focus and attention? Are you so busy at seeking out the negatives and the problems? And that becomes your reality. Oh, yeah. Or are you like, no, I found the good thing today. And I'm going to put my focus and attention there. And then build upon that instead of everything else that is distracting you and pulling you from what you're trying to get. And so for me, isolating and learning how to isolate that one beautiful thing. Hmm. And then that's where you shift your focus. Because it was amazing to watch just the science behind it. When I was riding my bike, and as soon as I found my thoughts going somewhere negative, boom, heart rate jumps, power drops. Interesting. And then as soon as I shifted that narrative in my head, heart rate drops, power goes up. And I was like, whoa, wait a second here. So I have a choice. And that choice in my mind has a direct correlation to the performance and output that I'm putting out. I can be more efficient with less effort and I'm happier. So as soon as I had that massive paradigm shift and, and correlate it with performance and output, I was like, okay, now I've got to really be conscious and be present. I also say that the, the power of being present, there's only one time that's important and the, that time is now because it's the only time when we truly have any power. And so let's not, let's not, Focus about 10 miles from now or the 10 miles back when I crashed. Let's focus on right now and what we're dealing with right now. So interesting you say that. I'm just, my mind is just spinning with ideas. This morning, we gather our family every morning for a few minutes to read, to talk, and pray together. And one of the discussions this morning was, let's be extremely conscious of what we take into our minds today and our bodies. So, you know, food, but really what we're talking about is our thoughts. What's coming through our eyes, what's coming in our ears. And what thoughts are going through our minds. For sure. And let's not allow anything in there that would decrease our energy or be a negative thought. Let's Pollute it. Let's change it and find, I love what you said, you know, isolate the positive, if you will. And that was just fascinating to me, what you said right there, the physical relationship to our thoughts of your heart rate goes up, your power decreases when that negative thought starts to creep in, and you recognize it and can immediately make that switch. And then the reverse happens. Heart rate drops. Power goes up. Power goes up. What pretty, an awesome lesson. Pretty cool, huh? It is cool, yeah. yeah. And I totally believe it. Backed I mean, by science. Research absolutely <laughs> would back that. You know, absolutely. the cortisol versus the endorphins, et cetera. So what's one more? If you had to say, with the couple minutes that we have left, what's another lesson learned going back and say, you know, this is one of the things that shaped me coming out of that? Nothing great is ever accomplished on our own. And it's, it's crazy. I've been through around the world speaking and trying to help people get unstuck. And we limit ourselves. And so at first is a, is a self-belief. But then it's surrounding yourself with individuals that'll 
that'll bring you up. Everyone's like, hey, do you have a coach? Yeah, absolutely. I, I had 10 coaches. I had a nutrition coach. I had a power strength coach. I had a, a swim coach. I had, I knew my weaknesses and I couldn't have possibly been an expert in all things. And so I surrounded myself with people that were smarter than I was. <laughs> and it brought up my level of intelligence, right? And we're in the day and age. I, I know people right now listening and be like, ah, that's expensive. I don't have that. I was dead broke. Five kids, wife in school full time. We'd filed bankruptcy. We'd lost everything in the economy. They took my home away. I was <laughs> on the street. So we had no money. The internet's a beautiful thing, people. And there's so many free resources until you can surround yourself with another level of expertise. But for me, it was, it was realizing that mankind is beautiful. There's so many people out there willing to help and, and get behind you on your journey. Make sure your core core around you is solid. Because if by chance you waver and your, your why or purpose isn't big enough for just a moment, that those people need to be around you to, to bring you up and, and push you from behind. And I can't believe how in alignment we are with so many thoughts. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> it's just amazing because truly, you know, there's the old adages, the five people you spend the most time with yeah. and you'll be the same person in five years, Charlie Tremendous Jones. The point is you're exactly right. We have an incredible vision. You have your plan. We surround ourselves with the right people. We're extremely conscious of our thoughts. And all of these things together is what allowed you to do what others would say is impossible. Mm -hmm. And having the coaches. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. How many times does our ego stop us from saying, or could it stop us? Is it tempting to stop us? Where we say, you know, I'm fine in that area. And it's just what, it's not what we don't know. It's what we don't know that we don't know sometimes. Exactly. I didn't know the other part of your story. And this actually just even made it better is that I didn't know that you went through that time in your life where you filed for bankruptcy. You know, I used, broke. To, I used to own a mortgage company and, oh, and it was the mortgage sector that through 2008, <laughs> yeah. but total side note, best thing that ever happened to me, where would it, where would it be today? Had I not lost everything? Yes. Puts you where? in survival mode. Almost. Holy cow. Yeah. And what is the alternative reality that could have been? I would still be writing loans and I would be miserable. <laughs> I'd be just, I, I certainly wouldn't be sitting here looking at this view. Well, and as a side note, I'm just trying to tip my hat to you because as I've followed you through the years, and this is the first time we've ever actually met in person, yeah. but I've watched the influence that you've had on people. I've subtly watched comments and there's this line that we use in our seminars that says one person can make a difference. When you start applying these principles, your vision, your plan, you focusing on your thoughts and you going out and doing this, I would dare say has influenced, if not tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. Yeah. And the ripple effect has certainly gone into the millions. And that just can't be understated because we'll never know the end of that ripple effect. True. And how many times... I, I, don't, I don't think we've hit a tipping point yet. Oh, no. On our journey and, and what, what's to come and the influence. And somebody said it to me the other day that this... And it resonated with me. They said, this is the, this is the greatest endurance achievement of all time that nobody knows about. And I was like, oh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's a great compliment. How do we, how do we fix that? <laughs> how do we fix that? But at the end of the day, you know what? I don't, I don't want to be known for the 50. I want to be known for helping people get unstuck. And I look around and so many people have, they're comparing themselves against the current standard of excellence. And that standard sucks, right? And so I, I want people to use the current standard as their starting benchmark and then, and then go beyond that. Salary caps are meant for professional sports, not for, not for what we can accomplish and, and where we can take our, our minds and our bodies. Yeah, that's interesting. How many of us are blocked by our own mindset and comfort? And this is actually interesting. You know, one of the things that I would suggest that in many cases, comfort is one of our greatest hindrances to progress. I say we're, we're, we're creatures of comfort. Yeah. And so let's take this theme that we're on right now of health and fitness. You know, we're talking about the 50, 50, 50, and this point of helping people get unstuck. How many of us, we've all been there at some point where we've had ambitions to do something. 
whatever it is, could be health related, you know, go run a 5k, like you said, and just doing something is better than doing nothing. The art is in the start. You know, there's old saying that you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. At some point, we need to go out and do something. Probably unrealistic for most of us to say we're going to go do a 50-50-50. (laughs) But I think you said something that was really valuable for all of us. And I tuned into this. It's not about comparing ourselves to James Lawrence. It's about saying, could we be a better version of ourselves tomorrow, next week, or even owning the moment today? Everybody's heart is different. And that's okay. Yes. That's okay. As long as we show up, we're facing some fears and we're trying to become better people. I can't agree more. Well, any parting thoughts? I can't believe it's been 30 minutes and I'm certain people are going to love this. So any parting tips and then I'll have you give your website and share where they can find you. I love what you just said. It's just getting started. I love to say motion creates emotion. It is the fact that getting started, once you start, it's not going to be as big of a deal as you thought it once was. We'll leave with this, that we will always be our toughest critics. Oh yeah. We will always be hardest on ourselves. And the way we look at ourselves is typically the worst version of what other people are seeing. And so we need to believe in ourselves and start to see the excellence that others are seeing in us. And literally, my journey started with a four-mile fun run that I suffered through. (laughs) I couldn't swim. I was gasping for air on the side of the pool with a nose plug. And now we've accomplished something that was deemed impossible. And it, it started with the first step. The first step isn't going to kill you, and you just have to start. Oh, that's such great advice. Well, how could people find you, James, if they want to learn more about you? I'm very active on, on social, mostly on Instagram, Iron Cowboy James. Follow me there. On Facebook, it's Iron Cowboy. My website's ironcowboy.com. I've got a lot of cool things coming down the pipeline. I've got a, a, a book that's doing really well. It's the full story. It's called Redefine Impossible. Um, that's, a, I believe, what we attempted to do was redefine the impossible. That's available on Amazon. You can check that out. Uh, <laughs> and, and I don't know when this is going to drop, and it might be too late, but for the next week or so, Amazon Prime has our, our documentary, and it's going to be shifting over to Apple TV. And the name of the documentary is what? The Story of the 50. Okay. Yeah, and that's right now it's on free on Amazon Prime. So if this drops in time, we've got about a week left for that. I'll come down. And if not, you you can always. I, I'm an open book. If if you want access to other things and discounts and whatnot, just just shoot me an email, James at IronCowboy.com. I reply personally to all my emails, and I'm happy to do that. So yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that with them. And I'm flying to Hawaii tomorrow, so I have seven hours sitting on the plane. Oh, I'm yeah. going to watch this tomorrow. Awesome. <laughs> Good. I'm I'm going to Nigeria, so I got to find something to watch. Just so you know, it's kind of fun on a side note. James and I have been trying to sync our schedules now for like, what, six months, six, it seems like? Yeah, forever. And we just, we're, 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 we're happy, we happen to be in this, in the same continent, state, and city. Oh, so we're so glad yeah. we're able to this. Well, James, thanks so much for being Thank on you, the show. Yeah. Such great takeaways for our listeners. Cool. And, you know, as a reminder, this is not something that I hope that we just listen to and say, you know, that's cool. I would hope that you can share this with someone else for and sure. be the catalyst in someone else's life. Share this podcast, share this show with them. And you be the person that makes a difference for someone else, because all of us can do better as we apply these things that James has shared today. So thanks for being on the show, James. Absolutely. Appreciate it, brother. Thank you for listening. Would you like help to apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders in your life, in your family, or in your organization? Call us today at 888-690-8764 to speak with a helpful representative to evaluate your situation and how we can help. Or you can visit becomingyourbest.com. Whether it's a corporate training event, keynote, workshop, trainer certification, or personal coaching, 
it would be our pleasure to serve your needs. Once again, call 888-690-8764 or visit becomingyourbest.com today.